0: All right. I'm Nick Verity, host of the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Lauren Grauman. She's one of the partners at Grauman and Rosenfield, a luxury real estate brokerage out here in the Los Angeles area. And we're excited to have her on today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So why don't you just tell us really quickly what makes you different from other brokerages uh, around LA and then a little bit about like the size and how long you guys have been around.
1: Sure. So, um, Graham and Rosenfeld is actually a team within the agency's, um, umbrella. So technically not our own brokerage, but operate, um, pretty autonomously from kind of the parent company. Um, we have, John and I have been in the business for, uh, two decades. Um, and then we brought on Adam Rosenfeld as our partner a few years ago. Um, it's been an interesting, uh, path uh, especially over the last twelve months or so, as we've all experienced a slowdown in the market pretty significantly, we are certainly, um, you know, in that same exact boat. So, you know, a year ago we were a team of about thirty-five um, at our height. We were as much as fifty-five um, back in two thousand twenty-one, um, and today we've actually really slimmed down the size of our team to only about fifteen agents. I think technically we're at sixteen um and our the size of our staff has been cut in half as well so right now we sit at about seven um full-time local staff and we have several virtual assistants that help support us
0: as well that that's pretty massive even even at 15 16 when you look back into like before when it was just you know two of you and you started growing like what were the big turning point moments where you just started doing a lot more volume like if you can look back what what were those big um big turning points?
1: Yeah. So John and I partnered, uh, I should know this number off the top of my head, but I think just shy of nine years ago. And uh, at that point in time, obviously it was just he and I, as you mentioned, we've always been, uh, I guess, lucky or, you know, what's what's that saying when opportunity and um, being prepared meet is when you, you know, find that success. So we've always operated pretty conservatively, like we don't hire or grow to that next level until we absolutely can't handle it anymore. And then we tip over. Mm -hmm. Um, So for us, you know, some of those specific moments, I would say, you know, taking the leap early on to bringing in our first assistant, um, bringing in a marketing coordinator, basically starting to really surround John because I'm behind the scenes now and I have been for quite a number of years. Of how we can surround him and absorb as much of the like more admin work as possible to allow him to focus on income-producing activities. So as he got busier and busier, then it would necessitate an additional person or an additional kind of process to be built out to automate, you know, different points in the in the process. So um, that has been, you know, true all along, um, even through our, our path now. Um, and I would say the other component. Um, is honestly leads. We bought Zillow leads pretty early on. Um, again, eight plus years ago, he and I were working in the field at that time when it was just us. And we quickly found ourselves way too busy to be able to handle it ourselves. So we brought in our first buyer's agent and our team very organically started to grow through that. Um, and then I don't know how much, you know, about our team, but we have been on the Zillow flex program now for almost four years. And that really was the catalyst that caused us very quickly to, to grow and scale to the big numbers and size that we were, that was never our intention. Um, but that was for sure. One of those key kind of turning points in our career.
0: So you just made a big investment in Zillow. It sounds like that's been pretty huge for you.
1: I think at the end, before we switched to Flex, we were at about like 20K spend a month, which compared yeah. to today, those leads cost a thousand to $2,000. Um, back then it was, you know, not nearly as much. So today I have no idea what those same, that same amount of lead flow would cost, but yeah, we, we made that investment and it definitely paid off.
0: Yeah. I always say like, um, even before you can get to hiring those first initial people, you need enough leads and sales. And yes. so it sounds like you guys figured that out early on by investing in a platform that wasn't overpriced yet, <laughs> which is huge too. And it's there's you know, there's new things in today than there was back then, but that makes perfect sense. And now looking back, I'm sure you have a couple admin people, not just all agents. Like what what are the major tasks that are either automated or you have someone to do that traditionally like agents would have to do themselves?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, pretty much every key um function. So when we started building out a, a larger team, um, one of the things that John and I decided was like, we, if we're just going to do this for sake of growing a big team, because we got a bunch of leads, like that was not something that we were connected to or passionate about. So mm-hmm. we're like, if we're going to do this, we want it to mean something. So for us, that meant what we had been successful doing for John. Cause at that point in time, I think we had grown his individual business to like over 200 million. Um, like, okay, we've, we know how to do this. How can we help other agents on that same path, but also how do we at scale create this infrastructure and, and staff support that we've created for John and do that for a much larger group of people. So that's, that's really at the core of what we do um, in terms of specifically what those functions are. Obviously, you know, transaction coordination is a given listing coordination. We have several inside sales associates. They handle all the incoming calls. They scrub mm. the leads. They set the appointments, So the agents aren't having to be, you know, slaves to their phones 14 mm. hours a day, um, which is how it used to be. Um, like they uh, handle
0: text like from at, after the initial meeting, is it the actual agent who's following up? It with depends the
1: on what happens with that lead. If it's someone that's converted, the agent successfully developed a relationship with them, then they carry on that relationship and obviously do the agent part of that, that um, process. If it's someone that goes cold or isn't ready yet, then that goes back into our funnel that our ISAs are consistently connecting with, you know, nurturing, staying warm. Um, and they're oftentimes handing leads back that they've successfully worked to re-engage two years, three years, et cetera, later.
0: And your ISAs, are they in office here in LA?
1: Yes. We've tried every which way um, and failed miserably at multiple different things that we've tried. Um, And ultimately in-house is what we need. We need people that like know how to pronounce the neighborhoods that have a general sense of geography that are licensed mm-hmm. agents themselves. Like mm-hmm. it just makes all the difference in the world and what we see our conversion being. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. There. And is, is technology a big part of that? Like, or do you not see it as, as big and do you guys use like the agency's backend systems or your own We use
1: all of our own. Um, Again, we've tried over the last four years with how much scaling we've experienced, a lot of different things, um, tried and failed. Um, Right now we use Follow-Up Boss as our hub, um, our Mm -hmm. CRM. It's really well-equipped for teams and especially a large size team. Everything runs through there. Our agents are required to communicate through there. Our texts run through there. Like literally that's our Bible. Um, So, you know, that's one layer of technology. I would say we're pretty tech driven and obviously more and more so trying to adopt additional methods of like how at scale we can stay in touch with clients or once we've closed on a transaction, how do we have a continued meaningful relationship with them, especially with the the numbers of transactions that we've been closing this last handful of years. It's not easy to close 300 transactions and okay, how do we continue mining those relationships and not necessarily depending on the agent who oftentimes isn't going to do their job or, you know, leave the industry or whatever. Like we've yeah. spent all this time and money investing in that company generated lead. I want to mm-hmm. make sure there's a method for staying connected to the brand and future opportunities with those, those clients. So I, I know i was a long answer, but, um, you know, I always want to be more tech driven than we are. Um, Mm -hmm. but we're consistently trying to adopt more and more. And obviously with AI, there's so much that's on the horizon, um, that we're just trying to be thoughtful of and mindful of some that we are using now and other things that are probably a little too early to fully integrate, but we're excited about where that's all going.
0: And, um, now with like managing the agents and things like that, I'm sure you've, Tried and failed a lot in that realm as well. Hiring is really, really, really difficult. But yep. how much of that do you think of like an agent's success is just how good they are as a person, as as an agent, as a salesperson, whatever, relationship builder, and how much of it is like your guys's training, and and you know systems and and brand and things like that.
1: That's a great question. And yes, like hiring is obviously not easy, both on the staff and agent side, particularly with the, you know, bull market that we've been in for so many years and everybody getting their license and thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, I can just, you know, sell real estate and not really having any concept of like how to run a business or how to be successful in that. Um, This is something that John and Adam talk a lot about, um, especially when we're meeting with potential agents, you know, from our perspective, it's kind of a blend of two things. Like our avatar, I guess you would say is someone that clearly has a personality that they can easily connect. They're likable because um, at the end of the day we're in sales. And if you don't first have those qualities, it's gonna be a really hard road, not to say impossible. And we've definitely taken, you know, chances on um, people that we felt like had a really strong work ethic and drive. Um, but I would say for the most part, like that kind of ingrained personality met with someone who is willing to show up, do the work, um, have no ego, know, put the client first, like those traits to us make up kind of the perfect incubator of sorts. And then Mm -hmm. combined with the training, the mentorship from John and Adam, all of our systems, the support. Um, if they come in with what they need and then combined with what we provide, it really provides a great path forward to be successful. And we have a number of agents that have been with us five and six years and they're solid producers. They grow every year. They don't have the overhead of having to have their own staff, like, Mm -hmm. and they just, you know, churn, they use the, the successes of the team to grow on their own. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a combination of the two, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's impressive. I'd agree with that. Is there anything else in your sales process that you think has worked really well? Obviously, there's things like speed to lead or uh things with partners you guys have and getting deals like referred to you. Like, is there anything else there that that you found to work?
1: Um, I mean, I think on the partnership front, yes. And it's obviously going to be interesting to see with so much change happening in our industry. There's going to be a lot of shakeup and no one really knows where things are going. I'd like to think that we're pretty well positioned since we're really one, if not the only team in the luxury space in LA that Mm. has a larger scale operation that these, um, partners, whether it's, you know, Zillow or others that we, some have relationships with some, I hope we have relationships with in the future that we're a reliable, um, partner in that way where they know that they can funnel us quality leads and we convert them. So that mm. for sure, I think is, is one component of it. But the other, I think is just being really intentional and mindful, both us and what the agents are doing, like every single day, mm. um, how they're accounting for their time. Are they actually actively prospecting, tracking and measuring? Like. Our agents fill out daily surveys. So we know how many appointments they went on, whether buyer appointment, listing appointment, how many conversations they had that day, how many hours of power that they did, which is for their own benefit. And again, really honing in on like treating your business like a business versus so many agents or just salespeople in general that I think just kind of show up and like, okay, well, what am I going to do today? And they don't really have the skill set to run a business. They might be good at sales, but that doesn't necessarily... Um, You know, transfer over to being a good business owner. So um, those I think are, you know, two kind of weapons that we have that we continue to lean in on and, um, and, you know, help provide a path forward, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I think that separates a lot of great agencies from ones that get to your guys' size is like, as you said, these agents, it's like they run their own business and they have to have a system, a process, a method, or else they're just randomly closing deals off their talent, totally. which is fine to a certain extent, but not it's good for It's fine when the
1: market's better. <laughs> when yeah, It's not good. Seriously, not going to cut it. And I, I don't know. We We definitely believe like not just in the slowdown that we're experiencing now, but again, with like all the shifts happening in the industry, like what it's going to take to be successful in the future is going to be, you're going to need to do so much more and mediocrity is not going to be okay. Which for those that are willing to do the work and rise to the occasion, like that opportunity will be endless, Mm -hmm. but I think it's actually a good thing. Like the bar has Mm -hmm. been so low you know, obviously we all have such a bad reputation and it's not the best experience for the consumer, which at the end of the day, that's what the whole thing is supposed to be about. So I think those that can survive the shorter term us included will be, will be better off on the other side.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Cause the average will get filtered out whereas before they could stay. And then you essentially just have less competition on the flip side of this when rates come down and the market improves.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we, the entire year have gone every quarter we review our roster and I don't mean to sound like so harsh or hardcore, but like, we just let go of four additional people last week. And it's not that we don't care about them. It's not that we don't you know, wish them well, but like we are running a business at the end of the day and mm-hmm. it's not a charity. <laughs> and like, if yeah. you're not willing to show up and do what needs to be done, like, it's just not the right fit for us. Cause Again, we're running a business. Like every single person costs us money, costs us staff resources. And there's plenty of other people out there that really want it and yeah. deserve to have that spot versus someone that's just going to, you know, Wonder. continue to kind of chug along.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's something small you do that you breeze by, but I think is huge, which is the daily accountability. Um, I run a remote team and we would not, I would have no clue who my performers are if they weren't submitting daily surveys. Yeah. For us, it's just a simple Slack where they put, um, you know, how many clients they have, how many turned, etc. But that small task is, is huge for like visibility across the org. So I like that <laughs> you've set up that little system for, for your, for your company. Thanks. Awesome. Well, do you have any other tips for Other agencies, agents who, you know, companies in general on operating like a successful business throughout, uh, especially what's been an incredibly hard time. You know, do you have any, any Um, other
1: tips? I mean, my couple of thoughts, and this is something that's come up in like other conversations and at some conferences and events we've been at this year. One is I think um, the whole notion of a team is very kind of sexy and like the new, like it shiny thing, Mm -hmm. but the reality is there's so many people that are wanting to start a team that haven't themselves experienced creating enough business that even warrants building a team. And it's like kind of this notion of skipping ahead of the work to get to the shiny thing. And it's like, well, the shiny thing's not going to be worth any value if you yourself haven't created that, that path of success. Obviously there's a lot of different ways to be in this business, but for those that are, you know, themselves full-time in sales, and that's what they envision for themselves going forward. A team is just a huge distraction. If you haven't figured out your own processes and ways of doing things and how to be successful, at least that's my opinion. So really being sure, like, again, not that my way is the, the only way to do it, but building your business to a place until you can't function anymore and you need someone else, or you need to hire the staff person versus trying to go build the whole thing and then hope for the best that you're gonna, you know be successful. Um, and then the other component I would say, um, I don't know how familiar you are with us, but we have been avid followers and friends of um, Tom Ferry for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we started our partnership, John and I off nine years ago with him and with coaching. So to me, if anyone that's in this business and you're wanting, like, this is your, this is your path. You've burned your bridges. This is what you're going to do. Having a coach. And that goes back to accountability is really, really helpful and important because the, the knowledge that they have, the amount of like the process that they're able to help you speed up by learning from what others are doing versus reinventing the wheel time and time again, it's like, no. No someone's already successfully done this. Great. Let me like rip off and duplicate that. He always uses that acronym R and D, which for him means rip off and rip off and duplicate. And Mm -hmm. everyone in that ecosystem is like so open, so sharing, like open Mm -hmm. kimono about everything. And that has definitely played a huge, huge path, you know, component of like what our path and success has been.
0: Wow. So that's just a coaching program that you guys have been with for a long, long time. Yep. Very cool.
1: I mean, we've learned, like I'll just you know mention really quickly, we've learned through people that have become now close friends that have their own brokerages or really large scale teams in other parts of the country and obviously lower price points. But these teams are like doing two and 3000 transactions a year. Like what we've been able to gain and learn from their systems and scalability and putting that into the luxury market, like that's what gets us so excited is like if we can create a version of that within luxury, like sky's the limit. So again, having those those contacts and connections is like really, really eye-opening and insightful.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this has been super valuable. And I hope that people listen to this one will definitely broadcast it. But I really appreciate your time and then. You know, people, if if you're looking for a good luxury real estate agent, check these, check them out. And yeah, thanks for your time.
1: Awesome. Thank you. It was nice chatting with you.
0: Sweet.